Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackey. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Happy Hump Day, everyone. I'm Daniel Sellerson, here from Studio B at the Saints and Pelicans headquarters off Airline Drive. A busy day here on the campus as day two of minicamp continues, presented by Verizon out at the practice facility um, outdoors. Supposed to be a nice day, a little hot, but uh, fans will pile in here for day two. Great turnout yesterday for day number one. One more day tomorrow, and then minicamp will be done, and then it's training camp later on. In July, we'll have plenty of sound from yesterday's day one of minicamp with uh, head coach Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and we'll also hear from Saints wide receiver Marcus Colson. There's also plenty of player interviews from the locker room. You can log on to NewOrleansSaints.com to watch those. But uh, also last night, the NBA Finals came to an end. The NBA season comes to an end with the Golden State Warriors being crowned NBA champions. 105-97 to was your final score. And... Uh, Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. Last time they won a championship before now, 40 years ago in 1975, Andre Iguodala, who coming into the series 100-1 to odds to win MVP, won the MVP award yesterday. Seven votes for him and uh, four votes for LeBron James, none for Steph Curry as um, Andre Iguodala didn't start a game at all this season, didn't start all the games in the NBA Finals, was the first play, was the first person, excuse me, to win the Finals MVP without starting a game in the regular season, also not starting all the NBA Finals games in the series. So congratulations to the Warriors, and also congratulations to Pelicans' new head coach, Alvin Gentry, who has won a title now with Golden State. And I'm sure all of you have seen the video that has gone viral of uh, Alvin Gentry saying, AD, get ready, we're coming here next year. So very excited for the Alvin Gentry era to begin in New Orleans, and he's clearly very excited uh, to join the Pelicans, and we're excited to have him as now he will be joining the Pelicans very soon and uh, get going on the Pelicans offseason. The draft is coming up next week. Then you have free agency. Then you have summer league. So a uh, lots to get to uh, for the new Pelicans head coach. Also a big series for LeBron James, uh, 35.5 points for him, averaging 13.3 rebounds per game and 8.8 assists per game, really just – 
tried to carry the team as much as he can. No Kyrie Irving, no Kevin Love. Matthew Delavadova stepped up. J.R. Smith off and on during the series. Um, just a tough go for LeBron James. It would have been really interesting to see how the Cavs would have done if healthy with Love and Irving, but we'll never know. But again, the Warriors much deserve 67 wins in the regular season, and um, congratulations to them. But uh, Pelicans are coming for you. Get ready. And uh, speaking of the Pelicans, Summer League schedule was announced yesterday. The Samsung NBA Summer League will begin on Friday, July 10th. Pelicans will play against the Milwaukee Bucks at uh, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And then they'll play Saturday, July 11th against Dallas. And then they'll end preliminary play against the Brooklyn Nets on Monday, July 13th. They're guaranteed five games uh, in the Summer League. Uh, they'll play the playoffs, which will start on July 15th. If they win that, obviously they'll play in round two. But if they lose, they go to a consolation round and then can play other games from there. So either way, the Pelicans will have five games for Summer League. The roster has not been announced. I'm sure it'll be announced soon enough, and we'll get that information to you when available so lots of stuff to get to today on the black and blue report we'll primarily focus on the saints as minicamp got underway yesterday we'll have sound for you from drew Brees, sean payton and marcus colson let's start with that next we'll start with the head coach on this wednesday edition of the black and blue report At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a pita taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. All right, we continue our Saints minicamp coverage, and uh, we'll start with head coach Sean Payne, who will speak to the media every day for these next couple of days as far as minicamp is concerned. Uh, we won't play you all of what he said yesterday, but here are some of the important parts of it. He discusses uh, how the rookies are adapting during this minicamp. He discusses Kevin Williams, a new assignee for the Saints, uh, newcomer C.J. Spiller, the rookie, the kicking situation. They brought in John Carney. So here's Sean Payne after day one of minicamp yesterday. Sean, there's a report that Junior got good news as far as not needing uh, surgery. So. Yeah, you know, we'll see. You know, I, I, we're optimistic. I think all along we've kind of just been wanting to make sure enough eyes were were on them and uh, kind of do the best thing here as we approach the this break. You got guys trying out in this minicamp? Yeah, we have a long snapper, a punter, um, and a wide receiver. So. We're allowed to have as many as we want. Typically, those players are in for rookie camp tryouts. Um, the one receiver wasn't able to be at the rookie camp, and so uh, we wanted him back at the, the vet camp, and then the other two were specialists. The long snapper we had uh, at the prior camp. 
So just take a peek at these guys. You didn't waste any time getting Kevin Williams uh, involved in those first team snaps. Just your thoughts on bringing him in. Obviously, he's got credentials. Yeah, I, you know, he's a he's a veteran player who's, uh, you know, a guy we visited with, you know, here about a month and a half ago. Um, most of his career was spent in Minnesota with a season in uh, Seattle. And, uh, you know, someone who's, who's real smart. So he understands football. He's played a lot of it, obviously. And we, he got in Sunday night. And uh, we just got to be smart about how much, how many snaps we're getting him considering uh, the offseason program and where a lot of these guys are at. You, you looked at a couple veteran defensive linemen. Did, did you finally make the move based on some injuries? or No, I, he, was, he was the one guy specifically we brought in. So I, uh, it, it, it was not injury related. It was more or less just you know, reach an agreement with him and, and uh, you know, getting him in here. So, um, but it wasn't a result of anything that took place prior. How do you think he did last year? Obviously Pretty well. You know, he, he, he's versatile. He can play the three. I mean, you, you, would, you would first think of him as a three technique. Uh, and then obviously, you know, he's played inside in the sub packages. But, uh, but I, I thought he did a good job for him. You know, he was available. Uh, I think he provides real good leadership and you know was a part of a real good defense if he's uh, are you sometimes in a four-man front sometimes in a three yeah a lot of times we're working him in a three in a three technique in some of the four-man fronts and you know we'll just kind of see how we're going how is uh lrb look to you good today uh you know each each week we've kind of taken another step and to, today was one of the first days where he got a lot of team snaps so he's he's progressing well Rehab's gone well. Uh, certainly, he's picked things up, and and we've just been smart about the snaps we're giving him. So far, he's doing well. Some of these college coaches that are out here, do you meet with them, and do you pick their brains at all as well? Well, they're, they're, a lot of them are looking to come in for a period of time, and, yeah, there's two things that will happen. Our scouts are all in during this time, so the scouts will visit with them about players that are going to be, you know, juniors going to be seniors, and, and certainly uh, – Anytime you've got coaches interacting, there might be questions that come up with the read option or a various number of topics. But so this this is the one period of time where we get a lot of guest coaches in, um, a handful of high school coaches and, and guys from all over. So uh, you know we've tried to always be accommodating that way. Coach, the rookies are getting a lot of snaps right now. How do you feel about their progression so far? I think so far uh, it's going pretty well. You know I think the, the biggest challenge they face is is picking the scheme up quickly and then getting in the right type of shape you know they're behind a little bit but you know we're far enough into it now where you know those guys will get extra work maybe when when the veterans are off they'll be here another week next week when the veterans are gone so it's just uh, trying to catch them up to speed as quickly as possible for training camp you know we're not we're not in any pads yet so it's hard to to really evaluate a lot of them you finally getting it uh i i think the easiest way to say it would be you know we think, based on his progress, he'll be available for training camp. So there won't be, and at that point, it'll be just a matter of all right, um, making sure there's not too much right away. Uh, the key for him is just keeping track of the mental. Uh, you know, he seems to be picking things up well, but uh, but we anticipate him being ready to go in training camp. You finally got Andrus here now, um, and, and you've talked about some of the things y'all do to help bring those guys along. You know, when they can't be here, just. Your thoughts on, on how he did today and how how he's progressed while he hadn't been here? Good. He was here last week for the latter part of the OTAs. Um, you know, he's a quick study. Uh, I think, you know, with him, just like the rest of those guys, it's it's the physical, 
as well, getting in shape and being able to, you know, be out here for like we were over two hours. Um, so it's, it's, it's good to have him in and, and working. He was here through the weekend. Uh, so he's got a lot on his plate. Rewinding a little bit to March when you're having to make decisions about salaries and such, how critical was it that you guys were able to work it out with Marcus Colston to have him back here, especially with his how long he's been in the system and then the youth of wide receiver? I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I think it starts with look, we'd, we'd like to you know always return veteran players if you could, and yet, but more importantly, you have to have a vision. So we sat down when the season ended and then visited again in the winter and, and talked about the vision for him. Uh, you know, he's someone that has been a real steady, consistent performer um, in an important part of that room. Uh, you know, so I, I think we'll, we'll monitor the snaps he gets. And there's a handful of guys that are 10 years plus that, that we'll look at. Um, we were just kind of going through the list out there at the very end. John Carney was, was at our practice. He'll be here for a couple days. And we were going through the year 14, year 15, year 12, and then Carney was 21 years. Uh, now, granted, he said he was a kicker, but uh, but I think I think you got to have a plan. Make sure that you, you're uh, being smart with the reps and their legs. Sean, I think back to Reggie Bush when he was here. He kind of did special teams for you, catching punts and obviously in the backfield. How do you balance what Spiller can bring to you in that, in that situation? I know he's returning punts here, and once you get yeah, he, he's he's definitely a return guy that we that we view uh, whether it's punts or kickoffs. Um, he's got experience at that. He's explosive. Uh, and then, you know, it's his snaps in the game. Uh, we think he's a versatile player. You know, we'll look to get him the ball in a number of different ways, but uh, a returner will be certainly one of those ways. And yet, uh, yeah, we've got a handful of guys competing at that spot. I think more depth than we've had in a while. So, at, did you guys ask John Connor to come in and work with the kickers? Yeah, so he's spending just three days here, just kind of, uh, uh, you know, working with these young guys. Uh, He's kind of been close to the program and stayed involved. Uh, he's got a training facility in San Diego, and that keeps him busy. Um, so he'll be in for these three days. You can catch that full interview on NewOrleansSaints.com. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to number nine. Drew Brees comes to the podium next on the Black and Blue Report. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony Mackey, Seven Wall Soldier, Drew Brees' disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. We continue our Saints minicamp coverage. Day two in the works right now. If you're listening to the show around mid-afternoon, practice goes from 11 to 120, then Coach Payton talks at 125, and then players after that in the locker room. Drew Brees spoke yesterday about some of the new wide receivers, some, how some are emerging 
Uh, we talked about Marcus Colston a little bit. Talked about the kicking situation. Here's Drew Brees after minicamp yesterday. News on Junior. Apparently, your thoughts on that? Yeah, sounds like no surgery needed. So uh, that should uh, speed up the timeline a little bit for when we get him back, which is great. So, it, you know, still still a lot of work to be done, you know, for him just to get get that get that right. But um, we'll be glad to have him back when that time comes. If you, if you lose a guy like that before camp even starts, I mean, that would have been a big blow, don't you think? Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, um, but I mean, yeah, obviously he he he's able to contribute a lot. Um, so getting him back would be would be great. You know, the sooner the better. Rewind a little bit uh, back to March uh, when, of course, you know teams got to mess with the salary cap, and Marcus Colston had to kind of have his deal done to sort of stay with the team. Uh, how much did that? I guess lift your spirits, saying this guy's coming back. They're gonna try to work it, work yeah. it out to where they keep him. A Mark, part of this team. Marcus is my guy. He'll yeah. always be my guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've been we've been here for so long together, and um, you know, he's he's so dependable. Just such a professional. He's such a great person to have on the field, not only from what he brings to us from a productivity standpoint, but also in the locker room, in the meeting room. He's just, you know. Uh, he does everything that needs to be done. Um, I love the way that he works. I love his approach to the game. And yeah, he's he's a true pro and a guy that I hope I have a chance to play with for a long time. Yeah, I know in week 17 it was an emotional thing where you got the touchdown. And yeah. Afterwards, it was, and would, did you almost feel like maybe? No, no. It, what, the, Thought never crossed my mind. Okay. No, that that was our last pass together. Right, so, right. No, absolutely not. Right. No, we get, we got a lot more of those. I know, uh, talking about the wide receivers, uh, Nick Toon has been around for years now. Do you think that this could potentially be his chance to Yeah, emerge? I do. I do, absolutely. You know, this will be his fourth season. And uh, you know, that first year, injured. Second year, just, you know, progress. And then last year, had a chance to kind of, you know, break out a little bit, get some get some opportunities to play when, once Cooks went down. And I felt like he made the most of it. You know, I mean, we, we saw glimpses. And for him, it's just a matter of repetition and, the more opportunities he gets, I think the more plays he's going to make. And, you know, we've had the ability to kind of maneuver him around at different positions and um, give him more opportunities that way. And he's been able to handle it very well. So I'm excited for Nick Toon. You know, he's got a great opportunity. I think he, he is a great fit for him, great role in this offense. Drew, is Brandon Cooks at the level he was last year when he got hurt, or is he beyond? Beyond. Yeah, beyond. Further along. You know, Obviously, that was a tough deal losing him with six games to go, seven games to go. Um, but uh, you know, his man, his focus from the minute he got healthy was phenomenal. I mean, I saw him. You know, we, we trained together in San Diego before you know coming back out here, and I mean, that guy was ready to go <laughs> back in February. Um, and so you had to tell him, "Hey, slow down, young buck. You know, we we still got some time." But um, listen, he is he, he's been chomping at the bit, and. Just watching him out here, I mean, I, I see so much progress. I mean, just from a confidence standpoint, his uh, trust and and and, and um, you know knowledge of the offense now, having been in it for a year, um, and just God, just how explosive he is. You know, um, it's hard to cover. That knowledge is kind of why he says he can play faster this year. Is yep. that kind of a reason why you can see guys like Shantavious Jones and Brandon Coleman making plays? Absolutely, absolutely. And th those guys, again, you know, light years ahead of where they were last year. And that's that's why, you know, I, I think 
say the same for a lot of guys as they've kind of gone through this system, you know, a year into it, you know, the light bulb comes on. And when you know what to do, you can play so much faster and with so much more confidence. So there's a lot of guys that are in that boat that are having great, uh, you know, spring and summer practices right now based upon the fact that, you know, they know what they're doing. They're playing with a lot of confidence. Sean said that John Carney's here for a few days to yeah. mentor the young kickers. How important is it to have somebody who's been there, done that? Yeah. How instrumental can you be for young kickers? It's awesome. It's awesome. Because if you're, if you're, I mean, we all aspire to be the best at what we're doing. And in order to do that, you know, you, you want to be able to watch the best and gather information and advice and mentorship from the best. And, I mean, there are no better kickers or people to have on your team than, than a guy like John Carney and um, these guys to be able to kind of receive that wealth of knowledge and information and advice that, that John could give them and that's invaluable that's that's something they'll remember forever carry with them and hopefully it'll have a strong impact on their careers and hopefully you know obviously one of those guys at least one of those guys is going to be with us next year so hopefully that has hopefully that's that's another game-winning kick or two we hadn't talked to him couple of weeks obviously from the first OTA but so from there to now and then obviously going to training camp how has the offense sort of grown a lot of new faces going into that first week of on the field work and now we're come close to wrapping it up yeah um, it's, it's gone by fast I feel like we've gotten a lot of work done um, you know offensively we've been able to evolve a little bit you know there's some things we've been working on throughout this offseason that we've been able to incorporate in here and I think the guys have have uh, embraced it you know, pretty well and, and, and being able to go out and execute it. So it gets me excited, you know, going into training camp in July, just kind of where we're at now, you know, feeling like still a lot of work to be done, but we're making progress. You have been Walton have looked to be on the same page yeah. for most of the time. Uh, yeah. You got pretty excited there. You hit him over the middle. Yeah. Listen, Ben's awesome. True pro. Um, I mean, really a great player. And, you know, obviously everybody wants to talk about the departure of Jimmy and, and, and certainly <laughs> What Jimmy has done over the last five years here was, you know, remarkable. The type of player he is, but you know, Ben Watson is—he <laughs> can do everything for you. He can—he can block both in the run game and the pass game. He's a great route runner. He's extremely smart, sure-handed, tough, reliable, and he's one of the best people you'll ever be around as well. So, um, you know, he'll go down as one of my favorite teammates that I've ever had. Perfect guy for Josh to work off of to learn from. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, Josh. You know, obviously Josh got some opportunities last year that he he really made the most of and I think his role is ever increasing and for him to be able to be around a guy like Ben on a daily basis is huge for his development. Drew, what do you need to improve on most when you look back to the things that yeah. stuck with you from Here's life? the thing, it's 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 you know it's command of, of some of the new things that, that are going into the offense. Um, it's my ability to make great decisions in, in the run game, the pass game, you know, um, as we uh, you know we have a lot of facets to our offense, you know, that, that require me to make calls, that require me to put people in the right positions, and, and so continuing to fine tune and be able to execute that to perfection, and then taking care of the football, ball security, um, you know, the ability to make plays, play aggressive, play with confidence, and yet to you know make really good decisions when it comes to protecting Is the football. Is that more this season? Most do you think? Like, would you say? I think people always say down year by your standard last year, but is it just the turnovers that, that? Well, the turnovers are the things that bother me the most. You know, when it at the end of the year, when I if there's something I look at and say, ah, you know, that was that that, that should have been better. It's typically that. And again, you can catch that full interview on NewOrleansSaints.com. A rare visit with Marcus Colston. He spoke to the media yesterday. You'll hear that next on the Black and Blue Report.
Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. I'm Chip Chapman, here on the street asking people what they would do with a $40 million Powerball jackpot from the Louisiana Lottery. I'd fly to Italy to go shoe shopping with my girlfriends. I'd invest it, of course. I could double that money in no time. And you, sir? I'd buy me a vacation home on my own private island and a new sports car and a golden hot tub. That's quite enough from you, sir. Play Powerball at any Louisiana Lottery retailer. Starting jackpot $40 million. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing touchdown Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. You heard in our last segment, Drew Brees talking about Marcus Colston. Someone from the media asked him if he had any doubts that Colston would be back in a Saints uniform next season. Brees said no. I knew he would be back and that his uh, touchdown pass to Colston in the last game would not be his last one. And, uh, after minicamp yesterday, Marcus Colston had a chance to speak to the media. He had some great stuff to say. Take a listen. You, you, you have done some practicing, huh? Yes, yeah. Drew said that there was never a doubt in his mind after that last touchdown that he wouldn't be throwing touchdowns to you in 2015. Did you feel the same way? Were you certain that things would work themselves out with the contract and you would be remaining here this season? Um, it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, it's kind of got to settle down and, and just got to get away from, from you know, the 20-week the season that you just played and, and really just evaluate. So, um, you know, I took all the time that, that you know, was necessary and, um, you know, really feel good about coming back and, and being a part of, of, you know, a turnaround this year. Not many people play their whole career and have an illustrious career in one city anymore. How important is that to you? to potentially remain here the entirety of your career? Oh, it's, it's, it's very important. Um, you know, this is, a, this is a team and organization that, you know, took a chance on me back in 2006. And, um, you know, it, it would mean a lot to me to, to you know, to finish in this city and, and really finish on a high note. Did that lead to potentially the decision to remain and not seek other opportunities and work with them on a contract? Yeah, I mean, at this point in my career, um, it's, it's not necessarily about, uh, um, you know, maximizing every penny of every contract. Um, you know, I, I've been able, I've, I've been blessed to, to uh, you know, be in a position where I'm, I'm secure financially. And, and um, you know, it was important to me to, to come back and, and um, you know, finish what, what we started here collectively and, and uh, really, you know, just continue to play for a city and an organization that's, that's given me so much. Is this kind of a veteran's privilege portion of the program for you uh, during OTAs where you don't have to necessarily work because you already know everything that's going on? Well, it's, it's um, I say for me, it's, it's kind of a different kind of work at this point. Um, you know, obviously, we got a lot of young guys in the room, and, you know, those reps uh, are, are premium. Um, you know, and, and me being where I'm at and, and you know, this point in my career, um, you know, the coaching staff and the training staff, um, you know, I guess we'd rather give the, those reps to, to the young guys and, and, you know, allow me a chance to, to um, you know, kind of limit my mileage, so to say, uh, at this part of the year. So you did do a little, a little, a few OTAs, huh? Yeah, I did. I'd say, um, with the, the exception of this week, um, probably two, two a week, mm -hmm. two out of three. 
is is uh, health wise is the is the foot still bothering you at all? Is that the, is that the big issue or or is it just just not practicing to kind of save as much as you can? No, I think it's uh, it, there's not one uh, injury per se. I, I just think it's um, you know when you play you know nine ten years in this league at at a skill position. Um, you know, mileage is mileage, whether it's game mileage, it's practice mileage. Um, and, you know, I'm just kind of in a mode where um, they just want to manage, you know, that, that process throughout the year. This role for you, I guess, being the, the vocal leader in the room, is, are you getting more accustomed to that because you've always been kind of a quiet guy behind, at least out front, is it a little bit more different for you behind the scenes? Um, not, not too much different. Um, I'm, I'm never going to be a rah-rah guy. I mean, that's just, if, if that's what you're looking for, then you're looking at the wrong guy. But, um, you know, I've always been a guy that, uh, especially with the younger players, uh, it's more one-on-one -on -one communication and, and, you know, just trying to be a resource for those guys. And, you know, it's, that's not going to change. Um, so I'll just continue to do that. What are you seeing the two young guys, the big guys, Shantavious and Brandon? Um, a lot of what you guys are seeing. Um, you know, they're... they're um, you know, have have gotten to a comfort zone where they make they're making a ton of plays right now, and um, you know that's that's I'm I'm happy as heck for those guys because they they put in the work all last season, and um, you know just to get those opportunities to to show what what they've um, been able to do and how they've improved, I'm really happy for them. Was there ever a decision about coming back, or did you know as soon as last year ended you, you wanted to come back for another year? Um, you know, it's just a there's uh, <clears throat> a process, you know, kind of at the end of every year where. And you just got to evaluate. And, um, you know, I, I took my time and, and really let my body and my mind heal. Um, and, you know, I'm here. You know, I'm ready to work. As mentioned before, lots of other player sound from yesterday's mini camp. Uh, you can watch it all on NewOrleansSaints.com. Also, yesterday's afternoon wrap presented by Acme Oyster House is on there as well with John DeShazer. And, again, more stuff will happen today. 11 to 120. Coach Payne speaks afterwards, then player locker room availability after that. And again, be sure to log on to the website. Also, follow the team on Twitter and like them on Facebook for plenty of video and notes from day two of minicamp. All right, when we come back, I will wrap things up on this Wednesday. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. All right, so we got you lots of Saints sound from yesterday, day one of minicamp. We'll have plenty more for you on tomorrow's show. You never know who will stop by, but we'll continue 
Saints Talk minicamp. We'll also put a bow on the NBA Finals, efforting to get a national NBA writer for you to talk about it. And then later on this week, uh, Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com will get us started for what we can look out for with the Pelicans as far as the draft, free agency, summer league, all that stuff. And uh, we said yes, I said yesterday that June 19th will be our last show till we go on hiatus. Actually, we're going to change that a little bit. Um, we want to go another week long. We want to make sure you get your draft coverage. We want to hear from Alvin Gentry, who will soon be introduced as the Pelicans head coach. Yes, he was officially named head coach, but due to the NBA Finals, Alvin has not been here with a press conference. We wanted to make sure we brought you that and plenty more. So another week of the Black and Blue Report next week. We will end on June 30th now. So good news for all those who listen to the podcast, and we appreciate you guys listening wherever you might do it, whether it's at home, at work, riding the car, mowing the lawn, and also on all the different avenues, NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans.com, both teams' mobile devices, and of course, it's brought to you every day on iTunes by clicking on the subscribe button. So again, appreciate all the support this season, and also don't forget if you want to hear from someone in particular, you can uh, tweet me at D Salerson. You can also tweet the show at Black Blue Report, or you can email us radio at pelicans.com. So, again, we'll have some NBA Finals wrap up for you tomorrow. Plenty more Saints coverage. Again, you never know who will stop by. Well, hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday. Stay warm or stay cool. I don't want you to stay warm. It's a little hot out there. Stay cool for all those that are outside. And uh, we'll see you right back here tomorrow on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report. We'll be right back.